right? So what actually causes the stock market to go up and down, which will be really important in building and managing an investment strategy, especially in the markets that we're in right now, right? And I'm going to simplify it. Uh, there are lots of things that in actuality make it go up and down, but I try to do my best to narrow it down to the three things that I'm that I'm really looking at that encompass 80 to 90% of what causes it to go up and down, right? And those three things boil down to uh, liquidity, which is how much money is in the system. Uh, that's real money and debt. A lot of the money that's invested in uh, the market to buy shares of companies uh, are done through debt by investors and businesses. So uh, liquidity, how much money is in the system. Number two is uh, growth, right? The expectations and the actual growth of companies and countries and then the third is going to be investor emotions right and so if you've listened to some of the things that I've done in the past or my book retirement investing one-on-one uh, selling on Amazon um, if you've looked at that you, you know that I'm not a big fan of like predicting you, you look at fortune tellers people laugh at them at carnivals you can't predict the market um, you can't predict the future right neither they can't do that in the market either but what you can do is say, all right, um, if these three things um, dictate stocks and bonds going up and down, let me have some sort of systematic way to look at what's going on now to help me know how I should be positioned uh, day to day, right? So let me give you an example of liquidity. Liquidity, when I say um, how much money's in the system, if there's lots of money in the system, in general, that means the economy is good, Banks are willing to lend and stocks, for the most part, are going to go up, right? In addition, when you look at um, growth, growth is good. Stocks like growth. Stocks go up in general when there's good growth, right? And the reverse of both of those are also true. Now, emotions are the secret weapon of making a lot of money over the long term in the market because what happens is you have the liquidity and the growth, which are going to be based on like just what's going on in the economy. And that will happen the way it's supposed to happen. But what tends to happen is people either get really, really fearful um, in a period of time where it's not in line with the growth and the amount of money in the system or uh, and or they get um, not what we call greedy, right? Or they're not paying attention to risk at all. And so in those two extremes, when emotions are taken over, uh, what we call the fundamentals, that's when you can make a whole lot of money, right? So for example, I'll use this last October, for example. You know, looking through October, the economy looked healthy when I looked at liquidity and then growth. Uh, but emotions got really out of whack for a lot of different reasons. But it created opportunities for me to buy some stocks that I wanted to buy um, and to add to my portfolio uh, at lower prices, right? And so if if I'm right and this thing plays out the way that I think it's going to play out, I would have got bargain priced um, stocks uh, that made me look super smart 12 to 18 months from now. But in reality, I just used uh, emotions of or you know the emotions of investors who. We're selling assets at an inappropriate price, meaning cheaper, um, to make some money, right? The reverse is also true. There, there's points in time where 
uh, stocks and other assets get crazily priced because people are euphoric. I, and, I, and I'll just use the example of um, tech stocks, tech stocks in '99 or Bitcoin um, around this time last year. They got out of whack. People were um, going crazy and chasing the fad. Um, and whenever that happens, it behooves you to, to um, for most investors to not just just don't participate in there at all unless you know how to trade. So just don't participate and use that as an opportunity to load up on other assets that are selling for cheaper that people are paying not paying attention to. Because then when that thing falls um, and people go back to normal, they're going to look at things that actually are priced appropriately and, and you will own them, right? So um, emotions are, again, a secret weapon to helping you maximize the amount of money that, that, that you're able to make over and above the market average, right? You don't have to necessarily be super smart to make money in investing. As a matter of fact, you can have average intelligence and Warren Buffett talks about that, but you really want to learn how to control your emotions. Like learn how to analyze liquidity, learn how to analyze growth, right? That may take some economic lessons. Um, but once you, and, but, but you can read a book and some blog posts and figure that out. Like literally I can sit down with somebody and give them exactly what I look at uh, for liquidity and growth but still know that they won't end up with the outcome that I'm very likely going to end up with because of the emotional part, right? Because it's it was difficult to buy into that panic the last few weeks, right? And it's difficult to watch your friends make all this money in uh, Bitcoin or some other bubble asset class and you not participate in it and you stay boring and buying things that people aren't excited about. That's emotionally difficult, but that's where all the money is, right? You... There's no major investor that you're going to read up on that don't have a high degree of emotional intelligence. And most of them, even though they may not articulate it, understand they make their money in the emotions. There's lots of smart people, right? Soup, there's a whole bunch of smart people in this world. But the emotional part uh, is the best part. And there are actually uh, quantitative ways to measure emotions and see when emotions are out of whack or in whack. If you like Google... Um, uh, investor sentiment, uh, CNN money, it'll pull up their little metric for, for when they're measuring emotion. And what you really want to do is um, call fade or go, you know, um, w whenever your liquidity and growth analysis are at odds with the emotions, meaning if fundamentals are good and the economy is good, but people are super fearful, that's a buying signal, right? And the reverse is true. When money's dried up and the economy isn't growing as much and people are euphoric, that's a good idea to maybe raise some cash and bonds uh, and play it more defensive and conservative, right? So um, those are the things that I'm looking at. I'm oversimplifying this thing, uh, but I wanted to break that down to, to help people understand. I always talk about systems. You got to have a system. You got to follow a system. Don't go with your gut. Um, but when you have a system, even when you have it, emotion is going to play the biggest role in how much money you make over time, right? And that's the hardest part. Uh, this is meant to be for educational purposes and informational purposes, not meant to be investment advice. Uh, I'm Philip Washington, CEO of Stonehill Wealth Management, a registered investment advisory firm. You need to seek your own counsel before making any decisions because you can lose money if you don't know what you're doing. And it's a very risky thing uh, to invest in. You guys, enjoy your day.